85 says, when Ezra opened the book, all the people stood up. My brothers and my sisters, for the last 62 years, God has blessed me to be able to preach the last Sunday of the year and also the first Sunday. I don't know about next Sunday, <laughs> but I'm here today. And I want to talk to us a few minutes from the subject, it's time to close the book. It's time to close the book. The Bible text is found in second book of Timothy. It reads the fourth chapter and the sixth and seventh verses. It reads, for I am now ready. For I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now would you be kind enough to turn to someone, anyone, and just tell, tell them, it's closing time. However the circumstance, whatever the situation may be, it's time to close the book. Amen. BBC. Again, my brothers and my sisters, time is ticking. And we are about to witness the close of an old year and the beginning of a new year. 2023 is about to give way to 2024. My, how time flies. Time waits for no one. Say what you will or you wanna. Say what you wanna, please. But time marches on. You're either with it or you're without it. Makes no difference. It transpires regardless. In the Bible book of the preacher, Ecclesiastes, he tells us that there is a season for everything. There is a time to every purpose. A time to get and a time to lose, a time to speak, and a time to be silent and keep your mouth shut. How many people have forfeited the prize by not knowing when to hold them and when to fold them? Can I get a witness here? 
Some of you might remember the movies starring uh, Kenny Rogers. It was entitled The Gambler, in which he says that in life and living, you've got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. The lyrics of the song describes a narrator meeting a gambler one evening while riding aimlessly on a train. The gambler can tell from the look on the narrator's face that he is in poor circumstance and offers him advice in exchange for a drink of whiskey. And after the narrator obliges him with the whiskey and gives him a cigarette, the gambler describes his outlook on life using poker metaphors. He said, you got to know when to hold them. Come on now, help me somebody. I ain't gonna be up here that long. You gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know when to fold them. Know when to walk away, know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be a time enough for counting when the dealing is done. Every situation, says the gambler, can be played for better or for worse. The trick is to recognize that what is worth keeping Choose one's battles and not dwell on your losses. The gambler falls asleep and passes away, leaving the narrator to ponder his wisdom. Oh, how many people have flunked life's aim, flunked life's purpose by not knowing when to hold them and when to fold them. Some just hang on everlastingly. Past vibrant life, past vibrant living. Trust me, there's nothing more sad than an old geezer. Help me hold the gold. Nothing more sad than an old geezer whose time has run out. Whose time has run its course, and he's still trying to be a playboy. Still trying to play the game. Y'all ain't helping me now. Come on now, brother. It's over. Come on in out of the rain. Better still, an adult senior, aged woman trying to be young, trying to be cute all over again. Come on now. Lower that skirt. Extend the hemline. Come off the corner. Come on back in the house. Sit in your rocking chair. The party's over. Transition is taking place. It's time to turn out the lights and call it a day. I don't want to make anybody mad. I don't want to get in anybody's business, but I'm just saying what I'm saying. Party time is over. Oh, there comes a time when you have to hold them. There comes a time when you have to fold them. Time marches on, and time waits for no one. Oh, you out here talking about what ain't gonna happen 
and what you ain't going to do and what ain't going to happen, just keep on living. Can I get a witness here? Life has some changes for you. Life has some trials for you. Life has some tests, some unforeseen stuff that will blow your mind and thrust you off your path. It is for this reason that I challenge us to never close the book. Never close the book. Let me tell you that life and living can blow your stack. Let me tell you that life can take you places where you've never been before. Life can take you places that you've never expected or intended to go. And it can teach you lessons that you've never known before. So just keep on living. And don't ever think that the book is totally closed. Every morning that the good Lord opened your eyes and allowed you to see another day, it means that he ain't through with you yet. Can I get a witness here? It means that he has something yet for you to do. You think that you can stop a block 2024 from coming in by holding on to 23? Honey, hush. 24 is coming whether you want it or not. As a little child back in Texas, we used to play the game hide and seek. Wherein the carter would ultimately utter the words, ready or not, here I come. My brother and my sister, whether you are ready or not, clothing time come. Wisdom dictates that you stay ready. You have to know my brothers and my sisters when to let it go, when to turn it loose. And I think I stopped by here this morning, December the 31st, 2023. I came to tell all of us this morning that there's a time to open the book and there's also a time to close the book. So often in life, you heard me say from this sacred pulpit that life is so complicated. Life is so tricky. Life is so funny that you can't even just close the book because there are new challenges down the road. But then there is a time in life, unfortunately, time to just close the book and go on to the next level. Even the calendar got sense enough to tell you that. The calendar has to close the book. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. November might want to go on, but December says it's time to close the book and move on to the next level. There are 365 days in a year. And whether it wants to or not, to close the year is coming down. There are 12 hours that we are facing. 12 hours from now. And 2023 will be long gone. And the Apostle Paul this morning is giving us a serious warning about closing time. 1 Corinthians 15, 24 tells us, then suddenly the end cometh. The end cometh so quickly. 
You know, my friends, in this day and time, we hear a lot about wokeness. You need to be woke to what's going on around you. Well, all of us need to be woke to the status of our situation and to the passing of time. This ain't, this ain't no time to be playing church. Help me, Holy Ghost. I said, this ain't no time to be playing church. This ain't no time to waste your life and living away with frivolity and foolishness, folly and silliness. Lord, make me to know my end and redeem the time because the day is evil. It's time to ponder the status of your life here on God's green earth and to know that time passes on. Time waits for no one. And if you don't watch out, it'll be closing time. And you'll be running aimlessly wondering what has transpired. The Apostle Paul was a good closer. He knew what closing time was. Hear the words of the Apostle Paul wherein he crystal clearly articulates to us the time to close the book. Listen to him again. He says, for I'm now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. Readiness is the genius of life. Let me tell you that if you're not careful, departure time will slip up on you. Departure time will run you down and catch up with you before you know it. Job 8 and 9 says, For we are only a yesterday and know nothing because our days on earth are as a shadow. He says that my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and come to an end without hope. Life, he says, is like a flower. He comes forth and withers. He also flees like a shadow and does not remain. The prophet Isaiah tells us that all flesh is grass and all its loveliness is like a flower of the field. The psalmist prayed, Lord, make me to know mine end and what is the extent of my day. Let me know how transient I am. He says, of all the days that pass away under your wrath, our, our lives are like a tale is told. Lord, teach me to number our days that I might apply my heart to wisdom. Putting off what you can do today until tomorrow, as in James 4.13, come on now, today or tomorrow, we will go such and such a town and spend a year or two in trade. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Then Proverbs tells us, don't boast about tomorrow, for none of us knows what a day may bring. The Apostle Paul says, I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. But folks, he said, I fought a good fight. I finished my assignment. But above all, I've kept the faith. Paul did fight a good fight, but his residence and assignments were never perfect. He knew when to close the book. He left a Christian companion when in what was apparent strife, but he still penned the word, I fought a good fight. Sometimes we, uh, in our work, may appear to be absolute failure, but we must close the book and let it go. Carrying guilt 
or looking to blame others will not build better churches or better people. One day two monks were walking through the countryside. They were on their way to another village to help bring in the crops. And as they walked, they spied an old woman sitting at the edge of the river. She was upset because there was no bridge. She could not get across on her own. The first monk kindly offered, we will carry you across if you would like. She said, thank you gratefully, accepting their help. So the two men joined hands, lifted her between them and carried her across the river. When they got on the other side, they sat her down and she went on her way. And after they walked another mile or so, the second monk began to complain. He said, look at my clothes. He said, they are filthy from carrying that woman across the river. And my back still hurts from lifting her. I can feel it getting stiff right now. And the first monk just smiled and nodded his head. And a few more miles down the road, the second monk griped again. He said, my back is hurting, hurting me so badly. And it's all because we had to carry that silly woman across the river. And I cannot go any farther because of my pain. The first monk looked down at his partner, now lying on the ground moaning. And he said, have you wondered why I'm not complaining? He asked, your back hurts because you're still carrying that woman. But I set her down five miles ago. That is what many of us are like. We are that second monk who cannot let go. We hold the pain of the past and we carry our loved ones like a club and we remind them every once in a while. When we want to get the upper hand of burden, we still carry because of something they did years ago. Let me tell you, my brother, my sister, regret can kill you. Anxiety will take you out of here. Worry will stifle you. Turn it loose. Let it go. Paul, as Saul, was mean and cruel, but he had to close the book on that chapter of his life. He had to let it go. Paul had trouble being accepted by the church when he was a new saint because they remembered his past. But Paul had to close the book and go on. Paul never allowed his beatings to breed bitterness. He closed the book. When suggestions came in Acts 27 for Paul not to be included in the lifeboat, and they were just going to let him drown, he had to close the book on that chapter. Paul was wrong when he talked about John Mark. He allowed this to separate him from a dear precious brother. Paul remembered Mark's past failures and he let it block him from enjoying his presence. But it was God's plan that Mark and Barnabas go to a different direction from Paul. So he had to let it go and turn it loose. What appeared to be a strife was a deeper move of God to get two great men to travel in different directions and thus cover more ground. But Paul had to close the book. Close the book about the differences over Mark. As Paul pins these words, I have fought a good fight. He realizes that he would have done many things differently in his life. But it's closing time. Closing time. Paul perhaps was not as close in his association of fellow believers in Jerusalem as he should have been. But Paul had to close the book 
and go on. Check this out. Paul introduces us to some folks who could, he couldn't get along with. He introduces us to some folks who hurt him. Hurt him. One of them was Demas. You remember Demas? Demas, he said, has forsaken me. Demas fall hurt Paul, but he had to go on. Alexander the coppersmith did Paul much evil, but Paul said, I had to close the book and keep on going. My brothers and my sisters, there comes a time when you have to bury the hatchet. Can I get a witness here? Don't plan on winning every time you play. God's people must learn how to fight a good fight and then close the book. There are lost columns as well as gain columns in the book of life. We must discipline ourselves to not dwell on the losses and get with the gain. We must do what we can while we can and then close the book. Do your best. Run the distance. Keep the faith. Do your best and forget the rest. King Saul with David would never close the book and thus jealousy picked up a javelin and threw it at the next man of God. Saul should have learned to close the book. Sometimes in our book there are heavy chapters. Sometimes there are happy chapters. Sometimes there are sad chapters. Sometimes there are victories. But also know that there are times of failure and they are part of God's work. But when our chapter closes with victory or failure, we must know how to close the book. Mature enough to pass the torch on and close the book. There's a time we do not want to close the book. There's a time we don't want to shut it, but you have to turn it loose and let it go. Paul was a good closer. He said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. These words don't declare that we have done everything perfectly. These words don't declare that we will not have many regrets. But these words declare that we have grown, that we will grow. For one day we shall close the book and pass the torch along. Passing on the torch is how Paul turned it loose. Can I get a witness here? Paul was a good finisher. Paul was a good closer. But oh God today, I'm about to take my seat. I know another closer. Thank God today. I know another closer. The greatest closer ever. And that man is Jesus Christ. Oh God today, after meditating and praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, he turned it loose. After tabernacling here for 33 years, he turned it loose. He allowed himself to be wrongly accused, wrongly jailed, wrongly convicted. He turned it loose, according to the Father. He was beaten and tortured. He turned it loose. He carried an old rugged cross up an old Calvary hill. Can I get a witness here? Oh, I know a man who died on an old rugged cross for your sin and my sin. He turned it loose. For you, and he turned it loose for me. I know a man that was buried in Joseph's new tomb. Can I get a witness here? I know a man who turned it loose. Stayed there Friday night. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all day Saturday night. 
But early, 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 early. I want to wake somebody up that's not going to sleep. Early, Sunday morning, he got up and said, All power is in my hand. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Thank God, that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. Jesus said, Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And let me tell you, when he got ready to give his last sermon, you go over there in John 17, he said, I, I will not leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you some power. I'm going to send you some Holy Ghost power. And every time you feel the Spirit, you'll be moving on high. And then he said, this is my last word to you. Let not your heart oh help me holy lord let not your heart be troubled you believe in god believe also in me for in my father's house oh i'm in a mansion let me get out of here now i don't know about you i don't know about you i don't know about tomorrow i don't know about tomorrow but i know who hold my hand many things about tomorrow I don't understand but thank God I know I don't mind turning loose but God now I know I know I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow. I don't borrow from his sunshine. From its sunshine. The cloud may turn. Oh, its skies may turn to gray. the future. Oh, I know what Jesus said. And today, Christ walks beside me. Oh, I know he knows what he is. Many things. The doors of the church are open. 